0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Spirit of Truth Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Collins, and we are now officially kicking off season three. God had really been impressing on me to focus on a season of testimony and testimonies are a powerful, powerful weapon and overcoming our adversary and on that note the very first person that father brought to mind when planning season three is here online with me tonight and it's absolutely my honor to introduce you to starlet cooper she's absolutely amazing she's a mom a grandmother a minister an author and I'm thankful to say my friend. So I can't wait any longer. Starlet, thank you so much for joining me tonight. How are you, my sweet sister?
1: I'm doing really good. I'm glad to hear from you, and thank you for all those nice words. I don't think I deserve them, though.
0: Oh, you absolutely do. I'm just so honored to have you on here, and I know it's I know from watching your videos and and following you online for, I guess, a decade (laughs) or more now.
1: Yeah, about that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know tonight's conversation is just going to be a blessing. I know it's divinely a point of conversation. And I don't really have a plan. And that's kind of the beauty of this podcast is just being led by the Spirit. Um. So I guess if you wanna just start out and tell us a little bit more about yourself and your ministry.
1: Okay, Uh, well, uh, I'm right now I'm on like staff at my congregation is Madison Hebrew Roots Fellowship in Madison, Wisconsin Uh, there. I, you know, help with uh, worship ministry there too. But my main uh, ministry, I guess, has always been prayer. I have a group on uh, Facebook called Yahweh's Has a Prayer. Uh, it's for testimonies and praise, and I've been on that since I started on Facebook, I guess. I don't even know what year it was, back in 2007 or something like that. And, and then I do a Tuesday night prayer on, uh, on Facebook where people, you know, write in their uh, prayer request and I pray for them, so... Other than that, you know, I I just leave the rest, like you said, to the leading of the Lord, whatever he leads me to do. I try to please him and do what he wants. But, you know, there's only one perfect person, and that's Yeshua.
0: Yeah, you're right. (laughs) So. Your Facebook page is awesome. And, you know, that's how we, I guess you would say, met was. Uh, I know it was it was it was a divine connection for sure, but I believe it was orchestrated through through Brian, who yes was, yes, who <laughs> who was previously uh, the co-host here for season one on the podcast. He made the introduction, and of course, I just your page and your personality is just everything. You know, it, it's just your whole life is a testimony on there for. Um, just the life that you lead, you know I mean? You can, you can tell in one click that your life is dedicated to Yeshua. And so I would just, I immediately fell in love with you and I'm so thankful he made that introduction.
1: Well, thank you. Uh, I don't feel like any of that, but, (laughs) but I do remember, uh, yeah, that Brian was our friend, mutual friend, and he introduced us together on Facebook. And so, yeah, that's how, how you and I got together.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, another thing I want to mention, too, because I this season is all about testimonies, and you're an author. And the title of your book is Starlet's Story. Yes. So, would you mind telling us a little bit about your book and your story?
1: Okay, yeah. Uh... Well, right offhand, my, uh, the testimony of the book is uh, my life from, uh, I guess I was six weeks old, uh, finding out that uh, my parents weren't really my parents, and that's kind of what the book is about, is, you know, it's how we think going through life that, uh, you know, things are a mistake, but it turns out it was it was God's plan all along, you know, and from like, I was six weeks old. And my real mother, which was my mother I call mom, was her sister had got into an accident and couldn't take care of me. So she gave me to her sister who raised me as her child. And so all my life, I thought that they were my parents. And I was like 16 when I found out, you know, that she was really my aunt. But the best part of the whole story is uh, I was raised by gypsies. (laughs) <laughs> so i'm did you read my book
0: i did read your book I okay it.
1: okay so i don't know how the audience will feel about that but there is real gypsies in the world and most of them are really good people you know so uh my life you know it just goes from there and telling how uh in my book, it tells about you know all everything I went through as a child, you know, with the doubts and, and kids telling me you know that I wasn't uh, their kid. So a lot of hurtful things, but in the end, you know, it all turned out. My parents were handpicked by God Himself, and uh, it's been they raised me good. Uh, they were awesome parents, and you know, having good parents is one of the most important things. You know, in life is mm-hmm. is for a child to have a good mother and a good father. And, and I'm so thankful for that. So, but and then, you know, my book or my testimony is that I had went through years of training, you know, s- scripture reading and, and then in the churches I was in not being taught the truth. And then going through a period in my life where I wasn't really in a lot of churches, but did, did some really deep studies and found out some things that the church wasn't really teaching. So that's kind of my journey where I'm at right now is since 2009, I've been in, the. I don't know if you want to, I don't really like to title what I believe Messianic or Hebrew roots or whatever. I just like to say I'm of the way, Yeah. If you you know? I
0: completely understand and I feel yeah. the same way. I'm just I'm not super comfortable with those titles because there's there are so many extremists one way or the other and oh, whatever yes. movement you put yourself in. And it's just I just believe in the whole Bible from yes. cover to cover.
1: <laughs> That's right. Genesis to revelation, you know, and you can't you can't leave anything out or you can't pick and choose. So that was my, one of my greatest blessings is to learn all this truth, you know, and I wouldn't trade what I know now for anything I've been into the past and, and I know everything I went through in the past was, you know, uh, for my good, even, you know, everything I was taught, it's like going to school. You start out in kindergarten, you end up through college and I think I'm still in high school. <laughs> <laughs> so... So is there anything specific, uh, I mean, since you read the book that you want to ask me? Because I really don't know (laughs) anything else to say.
0: I I actually reread it again today and it's just, it's so well written. I mean, the storyline, I mean, you can see the hand of God all the way through it from, you know, like you knew when you went to get the birth certificate that there was a piece of information missing. And so you see that theme, like you searching out for the truth, like you see that through your entire life.
1: Yes, yes. And
0: I mean, that's just, it's just, a, it's such a beautiful story that's, you know, not only written by your talent, but written by the hand of God. And that's what's yes. so exciting about it. But then, you know, you did a great job telling your story too because like you would talk about like giggling with your sister or your cousin and like I could like it was like I was there and then like when you would go through the painful moments I was there and then I remember you were talking about how you could like smell your lunches you know, yes. and your dad would pack you, and I'm like, "Oh, this is so good! Like, I can, yes. I can smell the lunches." <laughs> like, that I
1: was, was thinking about that yesterday. <laughs> so, oh wow! <laughs> yeah, I something. I think I, I had. Uh, smelled something, you know, because when you smell different things, aromas, it brings a memory, and I actually, it made me think of that, you know, because my dad, and it being Father's Day this past weekend, and just remembering all the things that he did, he he was such a wonderful dad, and I hope I don't start crying, but Mm -hmm. He was so good. I mean, he packed my lunch every day, and that's what I told in the story, you know, that there was not a day that he didn't do that for me. And the only thing my mother did, you know, she was a great mom, I don't mean that, but, like, getting ready for school, she would uh, comb my hair, he would be making, you know, my lunch, and I can still smell that baloney sandwich in that lunchbox.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Um, We talked about the birth certificate too, and I remember when I was reading that, you said something, hang on, I highlighted it, uh, that was like really, like there were several lines, and I've got highlights throughout your whole book now, but like (laughs) really hit home. You said the only thing that changed that day was me. I was like, wow, just the way you said that, and then yes. when you were you went up to the altar to give your life to yeshua and you said hang on I if I have highlighted that one too I left that party girl at the altar
1: yes, oh,
0: yes. it's like that was such a visual for me that was oh, that was so good here's another one um when you were talking about this was um after you had given your life to Jesus you said the bible you once hated now became your best friend.
1: Yes. Oh, well,
0: this <laughs> book is so good.
1: <laughs> well, thank you. It's very sh- it's not a long book. It c- you actually can read it in one day. Most everybody that's read it did it in one day, you know. <laughs> so
0: Well, yeah, cuz there's you don't want to put it down. It's yeah. so well written and like it is it is a short read. I I picked it up this morning. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to reread this. That way, you know, it would be fresh on my mind for when we talk today. And I I got all excited all over again. It is such a good book.
1: Yes. Uh, Well, the part you were just mentioning about uh, when I went to the altar and left the old me there was I had married uh, a Christian, you know, uh, and he was always wanting me to go to church, always wanting me to. And he was always reading his Bible, And I'd get so mad, you know, like, (laughs) spend some time with me, you know, but he always had his nose in the Bible and I just couldn't deal with it. And actually, I would pick it up sometimes when he was gone and try to, you know, read through it and was like so boring. (laughs) I couldn't get anything out of it. And but that day that I got saved, you know, and he didn't pressure me to go down. It's just the music started. uh, I just as I am was playing and I started squirming in my seat, you know, like, Oh no, what's happening. I want to go down to the altar, you know, and I finally got up and went. And that very day when I went home, my whole life changed. I actually picked up the Bible and it, be- I became a sponge. I could not put it down. I just wanted to keep reading and reading. It was never boring after that. You know, it's just like, I just want it more and more. And within I'd say overnight I had a radical change. Uh, I'd like to dress party girl clothes, you know, and my pastor come to visit the, you know, the pastor that was, uh, that led me to the Lord. And I told him he'd have to come back tomorrow, that I didn't have anything that I would feel comfortable wearing in front of him. (laughs) So, so he said, okay, I'll come back the next day. So I went and bought me some clothes, not that they were like, trashy or anything it's just all of a sudden they weren't appropriate
0: you know so
1: yeah and I didn't think I'd ever be like that I told my husband I'll go to church with you but do not ask me to give up going party and dancing and stuff I love dancing so
0: it's such a neat story and I guess one reason it really hits home with me is there's I feel like there's a little part of my story, you know, intertwined in there too. And that like page one, and I I honestly don't remember it the first time when I first got your book, I guess, gosh, when'd you do your book? About a year ago or longer? I guess it's Uh, it's been
1: a little bit longer than that. Yeah.
0: Oh, time flies. But today when I picked it up, I nearly fell out of my chair because your birthday is the exact same day as my mom's
1: it is wow
0: and your daddy was named richard and my daddy is named richard and i'm daddy's girl too and that was like the first thing it was like wow that's I mean, there's 365 days in a year for I mean, yeah. it to be the Well, I mean, not even that. I mean, just that day, that month, that year, like it's exactly the same. And That is
1: something, isn't it? <laughs> it's
0: like, wow. I mean, that was really got my attention. And just, I wasn't, I didn't have the radical change. I wish I had changed. I gave my life to Jesus when I was really young. I just always had this present. And you mentioned it too, because you were talking about looking up at the sky and knowing that there was a creator and talking.
1: Yes. To
0: I was yes. the same way when I was little. I was always a believer. I just knew. But um, I felt like I gave my life to Jesus when I, I was probably... I, don't, I have the day written down somewhere in a book, but I was very young. I was very young. Maybe 10 or 11. And when I became a teenager, I, I, I had a more rebellious streak than you did.
1: Well, I, <laughs> so. I had mine too, so... <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then I didn't... I didn't have the radical change until... Not long before I met you, just two or three years, I guess, before I met you, and I had kind of rebelled again. It was, I guess I was going into my second rebellion. I had come back, and I'd started backsliding, and my life was going the wrong direction, and I knew I knew what was wrong. I knew I needed to turn my life around to actually to Shuva, to repent and turn back yes. around and go back yes. the other way. And so I knew I needed God in my life again. And, and it, was, it was a series of events, and I'll, I'll spare you the details, but that was when I started. And you said the same thing. It just made sense to start. You always start at the front of the
1: book. Yep. <laughs> and so, but I, you know, I didn't at first because, you know, uh, the advice you get from pastors and stuff is, you know, start in Matthew. You know, just starting the New Testament, you know, and hardly nobody ever told me to, you know, read the Old Testament or they'd quote scriptures from the Old Testament. But I got thinking, well, I don't read books, just open them up and start in the middle, you know, or at the at the close to the end. So I said, I'm going to just go through the, you know, start at the beginning. And that was a 10 year process of just studying nothing but the, the covenants. And all that stuff, you know, and made a world's of difference in what yeah. I believed, and it and it has more of a a power to keep you like the Holy Spirit, you know, you know the you know the whole deal,
0: yeah, you know. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm I know I keep saying yeah, but it's like yeah because I've lived it, I am living it. Once, yeah, like I said, always a believer, but and, and of course. Was saved very young, but did not have that radical salvation until I picked my book up and started reading the Bible from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I start, I mean, very first things, you know, looking at Sabbath is on Saturday, the seventh day, not not Sunday, not, I mean, what? And I was so confused and I was like, mm-hmm. what else do I not know? And I became so hungry for the word and that the Saturday nights before when I used to be out partying with my friends, not anymore. Once I did that, everything about it was incremental, but it was very, very fast and very, very radical. I went from being a rebellious heathen in the world to (laughs) (laughs) my little nose was in my bedroom. Every weekend, every night, reading his word and studying, and the food I ate changed, the way I dressed changed, the way I talked, the way I carried myself. The yes, way, yep. The way that I would think, everything changed. It was praise just, God. It was, yes, hallelujah. Let me tell you, he is a miracle worker. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> he sure did one in me.
1: <laughs> that not that awesome? Just, just knowing the power of God, what he can do for a person, you know?
0: Yes, he is so, so, so good. And then I know, like, I was able to connect with, like, your perseverance, like, just through your childhood. And then um I know at one point you had talked about, you had taught about spiritual adultery, and then your husband left you for another woman and oh my goodness like that hit home with me too I was like oh I felt that pain like been there done that and just but to see how God was with you throughout your story it is just it's so good Starlet it's so good
1: well thank you yeah there are certain dates in your life that you know you never forget and May 7th I first time I ever spoke in front of a crowd or anybody because believe it or not, I was always the quiet one. I was embarrassed if the preacher looked at me, I would start sweating (laughs) thinking, you know, he was going to ask me to do something. And then I had that dream about spiritual adultery and I asked my pastor if I could preach it and So he let me do it. And that was May 7th, May 20th. My husband, I found out he was cheating on me. So that was in 2006, 17 years, 17 years ago. So, you know, I never forget that time, you know, it was like a lot of sorrow and heartache and stuff, but uh, he was with me through it all. And I was able to forgive my husband immediately, probably too much, but uh, he passed away uh in 2010 and i think that i had to have that give him that forgiveness for his sake because that was going to happen to him and he he saw you know the lord through my forgiveness so
0: that's beautiful
1: (laughs) I didn't think I'd be able to, but I was, you know, immediately ready to forgive him because my soul mattered more than anything, you know, where I would, where I would go if something happened to me, you know, so, and, and then at the same time worried what would happen to him. So I heard that he did get saved. So I believe that, you know, that he had to have that forgiveness.
0: Hallelujah. That's awesome which one of the things that I really admired and I I remember a couple of times that it stuck out to me when I was reading your story again today was you didn't, like you told your story, but you didn't dive into the nitty gritty, ugly details. And every time, like you would get close to talking about a situation, you you would remind us, the people reading it, that those mistakes, they're gone. They're covered by the blood of Jesus. And I I would be like, Whoo, hallelujah. (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) Every
0: time I was like, man, it was just, I I know because I was reading it on my lunch break today at work. I was, I know people thought I was crazy (laughs) (laughs) at work, but it was so good.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, a lot of people want to read books just to get the nitty gritty. And, and hear the bad stuff you know and I said I'm not going to do that in this it's going to be to glorify God you know and because and, he, he forgave me for all for everything i ever done in my life why should I bring it up I just want to bring up enough to let him know that he forgave me for whatever I did you know
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, so. yeah, you know and that actually plays into last week's Torah portion um, you know with the spas they gave which the scripture calls it an evil report. Yes, it, but it was true. Everything they said was true about the people who lived there and how big they were. Like the things that they said were true, but it was an evil report because yes. they reported it, and it it caused the perspective of the other Israelites to change. Yeah, lose focus on what God's plan for them was. And so I got some coattails right now That's (laughs) you 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 told a Joshua and Caleb story like you kept it on the right focus. So that's
1: awesome. Well, praise God. (laughs) Well, I'm glad you read it. I don't know who read the book, you know, you know, unless they tell me they read it. I really don't know because most people ordered it online, you know, through Amazon or something, you know.
0: Yeah, so um, for the people listening uh, on the podcast, it is called Starlet's Story. And I did buy it off of Amazon. And I, I think when I did the search, it was just Starlet's Story. Uh, but I'm sure you could put in the title of the book or Starlet Cooper um, and should be able to pull it up that yes. way. But, yeah. Or if you have any trouble finding it, I can also send a link if you want to reach out to me. So. So go read Starlet's story. You will be blessed. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Um, One of the other things I remember reading was about your newsletter. And of course, I'm reading my own story through that. And when I was reading about your newsletter, it reminded me so much of me and the podcast. (laughs) So can you tell us more about the newsletter that you had?
1: okay uh that was called uh, servant of the most high um i started that i uh, see i did mention my little grandson passing away in the in the book uh so that was in 1999 i did that for about 10 years and it started maybe a few years before that so maybe 96 something like that but i did it for 10 years and my husband, you know, even though he wasn't saved, he always, you know, let me do whatever I wanted to do, if you know, for the Lord. And uh, I did that once a month. I would send it out. I had like a hundred people that I sent it to. And I would just like I just felt led to encourage people, you know, and, you know, start out with scriptures and have a prayer request and uh, or, you know, praise reports too. that was part of it. And it lasted about ten years, and I part of it was a prison ministry. There were a couple guys that was in prison. I wrote to them for like seven years for one, and ten years on the other one, and wow. and they all enjoyed it, you know. But it was all for God's glory, nothing for mine. Anything I am saying is not for me to get praised because I am just starlet. Is all who I am, you know. And but it's all in you know, just to praise Him, and I let that go after I. Got on Facebook because people will, could actually talk back right away, you know, but I have tons of letters that, you know, and I can get them out and read them and just cry and weep, you know, over some of the stuff, you know, that people wrote back and told me that it ministered to them. And, you know, it might take a couple of weeks to get a letter or something back then where now we get an instant reply, you know, but it, it meant a lot to me at that time, just being able to do a little bit, you know, for for you so
0: oh well i think it's a whole lot you, know, you are definitely planting seeds and being his hands and feet out in the world you know i think about when i was reading that you did that newsletter for 10 years can you imagine the seeds that you've planted i mean it's just that's amazing starlet i'm so proud of you that's just that's awesome and then on facebook you know Especially every Tuesday night. I mean, you are so faithful in your work for Him. Every Tuesday night before I go to bed, I'll scroll my Facebook and I see your posts. I mean, it's, <laughs> I know, I know it's going to be there and it always is. So it's, yeah.
1: It's well, fantastic. I, have, I have people that, you know, send me something on Sunday and say, I'm not going to be available Tuesday, but can you pray for this or that? You know, and it just, just melts my heart when I hear that, you know, is like, yeah, really,
0: I know you are praying for the people, but there are so many, you know, and I'm not as faithful, you know, because I mean, I'm, I usually pick up my phone, on, I usually pick up my phone every night, but you know, I'm, I'm not that faithful to pray every Tuesday night with you, but I know sometimes I do, and sometimes I you know, Brian and Annette and other people do. And just think about the countless people that we don't know who also see your posts and join in with you that we're not even aware of who are also praying. Yes. People. So it just that lot you are helping spread. Yahweh's always lot. And well, it's a really dark world we are living in. So
1: it's, yes, it is. I've tried you know like I said it's it's all for his glory not not for mine I don't at times you don't feel like you're doing anything you know but you just you just do what you feel like you know he wants you to do and and like you said you pray that there's seeds and that they're gonna be they're being watered and will grow up you know so
0: um I had another thought just come to my mind. I remember, um, it was near toward the end of your book, you, um, had written out the lyrics to a song that yes. God had given you. Do you care? And I hate to spoil your book, but it's, it was so good. Do you care to share a little bit of that too?
1: Okay. I'll um, maybe you can put a link to the song or I'll send you a link to the song, uh, later you can add it to your podcast at the the comments or something but uh in 1999 my little grandson Joshua he uh, died he got sick in 97 with leukemia he was one and a half or one when he got sick and he was two and a half when he died and that was 1999 on December 15th and we had uh we had prayed everything, every prayer, every scripture. We took him to Tulsa. We went to every healing church we could find, you know, Kenneth Hagen healing school, and just about everyone that's in Tulsa we went to. And, you know, come home, and it was maybe four months later or something, right before Christmas, which I don't do anymore, but it was right before then that he passed away, and, and my daughter and husband, you know, they just kind of lost all faith. You know, my daughter throwed all her books out, you know, that she had read on healing. And she said, well, you know, God heals everybody, but he didn't heal my son, you know, and she kind of just lost it. And our, my prayer was, and my thoughts was, you know, what went wrong? What didn't we do, you know? And so five days later, In the middle of the night, you know, I mean, Yahweh woke me up and I didn't want to wake everyone else in the house. So I just grabbed a pen and a paper and I had a little nightlight and I just wrote down the words to the song that he gave me. And I told a lot of people about it. Nobody ever helped me with the music. Uh, But he did tell me that I would sing it in seven churches and I did sing it a cappella with no music in the seven churches and the last one was the current church I'm going to and my pastor's wife what took 16 years she did an hour she put music to it we sang it I put it on YouTube right away and we sing it like almost every month pretty much we sing it about every month at my congregation and uh and it's tells the story of our faith, how we're tested in our faith, and how the devil, you know, uh, tries to destroy our faith, and that's what it's about. It was kind of my answer, why stuff happens to good people, Mm -hmm. and, you know, like, uh, he's strategic in the things that he does, you know, to destroy people, believers, and so the song is to show you, God was showing me through this, you know, that... Bad things happen to good people and we, you know, we can't let it destroy us and it's just going to get worse towards the end, but we have to put all our faith in him and we may go through the battles. We may lose battles, but we know who wins in the end. Mm-hmm.
0: Hallelujah! So, so that's so beautiful.
1: Well, the first time I sung it at our congregation, I was so nervous. Uh, I just told, we we were meeting in the basement at that time, we didn't have our own building or anything, and I told my pastor, I said, I know I don't sing that good, I said, but uh, I have a song, and I said, I just feel like, you know, I'm supposed to sing it, and when I got finished, he said, you mean you've been going here <laughs> for, I don't know how many years, and you have never sung that song? He said, you have to get that recorded. (laughs) Uh So he keeps telling me I'm going to get it recorded one of these days. But we recorded it, you know, as good as we could on YouTube. (laughs) So, but every time we sing it, it's just like, and there's always new people. And my pastor's wife should always say, you want to tell about your song? So I get a chance to tell, you know, about our, our testimony during that time.
0: Oh, I love it. Yeah, so I haven't seen the YouTube link, so I would be anxious to see that if you okay. would sending that to me, too.
1: Okay. I have uh, some songs I sung on there. It's mainly teachings. Uh, uh, you know, I have my goofy moments, so there's a few <laughs> funny ones on there with me and my grandkids, so.
0: <laughs> and I love it. I love singing you with them on there. And I love your teachings, too. And that was...
1: My wife?
0: When, when I was, I was, I remember where I was, I was sitting in my recliner in my living room and I was sitting there with my laptop and I was sitting there with just a blank screen and I was praying because about this time every year for, well, for the last couple of years, this is my third season after Shavuot, I had started the next season of the podcast and, shavuot had passed and i was sitting there and was just praying to the lord like okay this podcast is yours what do you want me to talk about what do you want and he really didn't want me to talk (laughs) he (laughs) reminded me of the power of testimony and he wants other people to talk this season and the very first thing it was that flashed in my mind was you sitting at your kitchen table making a YouTube video. And I was like, okay, Starlet's first.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel honored. <laughs> Thank you. Your,
0: your teachings are so good. And and you helped me as well. So I want to give a shout out to you and Yahweh for putting you in my life to help me. Um, I was asked to teach about the feast at a Sunday keeping church. Well, it was a little more than a year ago. Well, no, it's, it'll coming up. It'll be a year because I went um, for Feast of Trumpets and we, we I actually got to te- teach on Feast of Trumpets about the Feast of Trumpets. But they let me come for a few weeks in a row and teach about the feast. And I remember you happened to be teaching something about one of the feasts at the same time and you shared your notes with me. And that was so well-timed I was like thank you father (laughs) I was trying to work and was working overtime and and I don't remember if you made a Facebook post or something come up and I was like oh thank you so you may not have realized it but you were teaching down here in Kentucky
1: (laughs) Oh goodness, gracious. <laughs> well, I remember you asking me something about that, but I never did hear what happened. So,
0: I yeah. just knew,
1: you know, that you did it and I ha- I didn't really get to hear what happened. So,
0: yeah, so I actually recorded them and used them as podcast episodes. So, they're out there for anybody who wants to go dig them up from from last season. But, yeah, there's there's a lot of starlit wisdom and knowledge in those in those teachings as well so uh,
1: yeah always always wisdom
0: <laughs> it is his wisdom and yes. i'm so so thankful that he has shared just even just a little bit of it with me because it's like the more i learn <laughs> the more i realize i don't know <laughs> if that makes i'm the
1: same way believe sense. me but that's the good thing about learning all this uh the roots of our faith, Hebrew, you know, is it's something new every day. It doesn't get old. It's like we're constantly seeing a lie that we were t- was taught and seeing the truth in God's word, you know, so it's it's just a an an amazing walk. I just am so thankful for him waking me up, you know, it was two thousand and nine when he woke me up and my pastor if you want to hear that you want to hear that story yes okay uh was 2009 i was going to a you know just a little sunday church here close to home and the pastor i have now he was a guest speaker at different times him and his wife and two sons would come and sing john carlin and ida carlin and they would come and and do some teaching or singing and in 2009, I hadn't heard from him in years, maybe 10 years, something like that, and I saw him talking to my old pastor, and I said, are you the John Carlin, you know, that used to come to our church here in Spring Green? He said, yeah, and everything. Well, we got talking back and forth, and I told him that I was starting to keep Passover, and in the feast days and that the sunday wasn't really the sabbath (laughs) saturday is and he said you're kidding you know because he was you know being led into the same thing so i said well why don't we get together so it was just him and his wife and their son for a good while a year or so in their basement and we would have sabbath just us and then from there it started growing but he he did all the groundwork. I mean, he really dug into, you know, teaching us more. You know, I was doing great learning what I had learned, but he was, you know, just digging up more stuff and it was just great, you know, learning all this stuff. So
0: That's so neat how y'all crossed your paths a yes. decade before.
1: I know. They
0: called <laughs> you both back. Yeah. You both the, heard his voice calling you to his word, and then he put you back together. That's yeah, amazing.
1: Yes. So I've been with them since 2009, and and we have a pretty good sized congregation now. And there's a lot of people. You know, we have a lot of guests. Usually, at least one new person a week. Oh, that's so, awesome. Yeah. So we do all the feast days and stuff, you know, and he actually lets me do a lot of the feast day teachings and, and Passover. I, I do the Passover and it's, I love it. So it's my passion. So he knows that it is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I completely understand. I don't have a congregation here locally, but more and more we have people who are waking up around me. So I don't feel so alone and isolated anymore. And, you know, Passover is just such a special time.
1: Yes, it is.
0: I mean, it's just, there's so much revelation. I mean, you can, I mean, if you just look at Yeshua, you know, being in the ground for three days and three nights, and then his resurrection—that alone is just such so miraculous. And there's so much there that I mean, you could just spend hours in that alone. But then once you, you know, you dive deeper and you start peeling back all the layers. With I mean, there's there's just so much. I'm like, I could. I'm trying not to go down a rabbit trail, but just with the Hebrew wedding and. You know, the Old Testament Passover with the exodus and looking then at Yeshua being that fulfillment. I mean, it is just it's so deep and so much and it's so easy to get passionate about it. I guess that's why they call it Passion Week.
1: Yes, (laughs) (laughs) it's true.
0: it's, It's just such a special and intimate time. And it's hands down, if I have a favorite feast day, that's my favorite feast day. The
1: Mine pre- too.
0: The preparation. It just, you know, thinking about, you know, even preparing ourselves for end times as we prepare our homes for unleavened bread and you know, yes. preparing for the meal and removing the leaven and the you know, audit in your life. There's just so much there. It's my favorite thing to do is passover (laughs) and so i had always just done it for my family up until this last passover and i was so reluctant about it i talked about it in my last podcast but i was so reluctant uh yahweh was nudging my heart to do passover for others and I felt so, which I know now was the, which I am inadequate, but it wasn't me; it was him. Uh, but I agreed. <laughs> I was like, "Okay, whatever you say, I will do." And we, several of us who live here semi-locally, got together, and Yahweh allowed me to do the decoration and, and cook the meal and, and somewhat lead it, and it was just the best passover it had, yeah. nothing, to, had nothing to do with I believe it. it It, but it was because I, I had typos in my hog at it like I flubbed up so much stuff but he was there and just to see how he brought everything together like I'm gonna cry <laughs> it was so good and I'm so thankful and so like Knowing that part of your story too, I'm like, oh, that's my girl! Like, (laughs) (laughs) like I know that feeling. It's so I'm so excited. I hope, I hope Yahweh will will let me be a part of something like that again. But even if it was just that once, you know, that was that was sufficient to keep me excited till I draw my last breath. That was
1: yes, me too. You know, and my family, uh, they used to come. I, I used to do Passover in my home. And then I did it at the church, too, at the congregation. And, and my kids, you know, the first four or five years, they came to them all the time. And I live in a mobile home, and I would have like 20 or 30 or more in my little tiny living room. And I just loved it. Like you said, you know, it doesn't matter all the work you do. It's just something that you love to do so it doesn't bother you to stand yeah. on your feet and do all this and do, decorate and everything, you know. And and so now, this year, on I broke my foot March 24th, and a week later was Passover, I think, somewhere close in there. It wasn't very long. And everybody said, you're not going to be able to do the Passover this year. And I said, oh, yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, I am. I said, I may not be able to get up and help, you know, decorate all the tables. But I said, I will set at my at my table and I will do anything you tell me to do. So just bring it there. So (laughs) it was it was beautiful. Like you said, it's all glory to him. It was nothing I did or anything. It was just the Holy Spirit just flooded the place. And we had so many guests this year. It was it was beautiful. So it's my favorite time, too.
0: (laughs) Um, One of the questions that um, when Brian and I was in season one and we would have guests come on, we had one question that we would always ask every guest. So if you wouldn't mind sharing um, something that the Holy Spirit has been revealing to you in this season, or even if you don't want to answer that, maybe just a message that you know you would have to share with the world.
1: Hey, I've been thinking about this because I knew you were going to ask me. <laughs> so, what's really been bearing on my mind is is uh, believers have become so weary, you know, with uh, so much going on in the world, and it's just like you know the devil attacking so many people in a lot of different ways, you know, and just putting extra loads onto them to till they have become weary. And and that's just what the devil wants because we're living in a season where, you know, the Bible says that in the end of time, uh, the scoffers will walk the earth and they will say, well, where's the promise of his coming? You know, he's, you know, it's been said for years that he was going to return. So people have become weary. Uh, even believers have become weary, you know, because of all the hard, you know, with COVID and everything that went on, you know, and. So my, what I've been feeling is like, now is the time to really persevere. Don't give up, you know, no matter what you're feeling or what, you know, the devil is trying to infuse into your brain. Don't listen to that voice, you know, listen to the still small voice of God because he is coming. Yeshua is coming and we just need to persevere and, and hang on that's what I've been feeling, you know, even including myself, you know, I've been this spring, I've been going through a lot of stuff with the broken foot. And I think I had COVID two weeks after I broke my foot. And, you know, like it talks about how Moses had to have Aaron and uh, Joshua hold his hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and we need to do that for each other. There's people that needs us to be strong and. We need people to be strong for us and help us in our weakness. You know, so just persevere and hang on. Yeshua's coming and what we've been through is nothing compared to what is coming. So we need to persevere and just keep our nose in the word and praying and trust in Yahweh that everything's going to work out in his timing, you know. That's that's what I got.
0: Yes, ma'am. and that that is truth. That is a word right there. That is awesome. So thank you so much for sharing that. Um, so we are nearing the hour, mark. so as we as we close the podcast, I just want to ask our listeners to please remember Starlet in prayer for her health and her prosperity and strength and her ministry and find her online she's on Facebook and then she also she has her personal page but then she has Yahweh's house of prayer ministry page and then of course you can find her book on Amazon just look up Starlet story by Starlet Cooper Um, and so we always close out in prayer so Starlet would you mind leading us in a prayer to close
1: okay well, first of all, thank you for having me on tonight. I feel honored. It's the first time I ever did anything like this, so I've been kind of nervous. But you have such a relaxing voice that you made it easier for me. Oh, so
0: that's sweet. That's, <laughs> so, I don't think thank anyone you. has ever used that word with my squeaky Minnie Mouse, Ellie Emily. No, voice.
1: <laughs> no, you have. You have calmed my nerves because I was really nervous. So oh. I thank you for that. So. Heavenly Father, we just worship you tonight, and we just give you glory, and we thank you for this time together tonight, and Father, I just ask that you bless Melissa as uh, she does her ministry, Father, and what she believes you've called her to do, and I've asked, Father, that you would just pour out your spirit on her and anoint her to do even more, and and her passion for passover father that you would just open doors father for her to to do what she likes to do for you and for the listeners father i just pray that uh you would bless each person listening that you would give them strength in the days to come father and whatever they're going through and so many people going through so many hard times and trials father just give us all strength that we need that only we can get from you. We praise you, we give you glory, I just can't praise you enough for all you've done for me in my life, from the time I was born, all the way through till now, Father, I praise you. I'm remembering Psalms 139 as my uh, life verse, Father, that I was, you wove me in the womb of my mother, and you formed me in her inward parts father and i know my life was for your glory and your purpose as is melissa's and whoever is listening tonight and father help us not to grow weary but to find our strength in you as we learn to to trust you more each day in the mighty name of yeshua we pray amen
0: amen thank you father thank you you always so so much and thank you starlet and thanks to all of our listeners who are listening in. um again if you would just like and share and help us spread the word and let the world know the goodness of Yahweh he is so 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 good and he's available you just yes. have to accept yes. him <laughs> So with that being said, we will close the podcast and may Yahweh bless you and keep you and give you shalom. Yes. (laughs) Good night. Thank you, (laughs)
1: Charlotte. You're welcome. And thank you.
0: Thank you. Bye bye.
1: Bye bye.